you need to bring that confidence out in the way you convince them in the way you talk that you absolutely believe in this product you absolutely believe in your company Correct. if they don't invest in your company ideally the way it should be when you go into that meeting room with investors when you make a pitch once the pitch is over you are not the person who should be worrying at the end of the pitch ki yaar investment milega ki ideally you should make such a good pitch that the investor should start worrying are yaar if i don't invest in this venture then probably it it will be a lost opportunity for me. and that does not just come out from the slides that comes out from the way you present the confidence you show so whenever you are talking about problem statement the challenges the solutions this confidence needs to come out ki boss yeah this is something i want to do Hello everyone I am Jitendra Singh banker turned entrepreneur and author of the book Perfect Mastering the Art of Selling I welcome you to read my story where I interview authors speakers coaches celebrities entrepreneurs and more Today I have with me Mr Vinay Baranwal he is a prominent soft skill trainer and leadership coach in India boasting nearly two decades of experience in the training domain he has positively impacted the lives of over 45000 individuals guiding them to enhance their behavioral skill across diverse sectors including corporates startups and universities he has a multidimensional background which includes engineering management psychology and decade long career in it industry equip him with unique perspective of uh, mentoring leaders and corporate professionals his specialization encompasses soft and behavioral skill training leadership development communication sales and pre-sales strategies and personality enhancement recognizing for his ability to identify obstacles and design effective training programs he has collaborated with uh, leading firms in various industries his uh, training methodology is uh, marked by practicality engagement and profound impact infusing uh, with the passion of activities like quizzing theater stand ups comedy writing travel arts and psychology notably he has worked with esteemed organizations such as aditya billa group oracle ibm accenture go air tata group pwc royal enfield wipro and reliance along with social entities like un water aid state government and ngos furthermore he serves as a guest faculty and mentor at prestigious educational institutes like iims iits spj imr nits symbiosis iifm nirma and birla institute of technology he is also sought after speaker on forums addressing topics such as entrepreneurship leadership mental health social and youth issues in his leisure time he hosts an uh, online business talk show so uh, today he will be discussing with us about his life journey so let us hear from him welcome vinit sir the platform is open and now over to you uh, thank you so much jitendra always a pleasure interacting with you uh, really appreciate your introduction so the few times that we have interacted it has been a very positive and a very uplifting experience for me as well hearing about your life story so uh, this opportunity to share some of my experiences and probably which might help the listeners or the viewers of this show in the future a bit uh, i'm uh, very glad to do that looking forward to it sir and it is pleasure to have you on this platform today 
So first thing, sir, I'd like to know from you is how did your past life has affected the person you actually wanted to be in your life and what you are. So it's moreover related to your childhood stories. Okay. So uh, the honest answer is I don't know. I mean, I won't give you an, a, a direct and a, a to the point answer if I don't have one. And the honest answer is I don't know because uh, see, when I was growing up, and like most kids. At least during our era, Jitin, when I say our era, I mean for people currently who are above 20, 25 years old, I am like 40 plus. So when kids are growing up, their primary goal or, you know, the dream is to own a Ferrari or something when they are growing up, a race car, right? So when I was growing up, somehow I always had this feeling of having fun in doing some things that I used to do. I, I never chased marks. I remember clearly my mom and dad, like they kept on scolding me even though I was the topper at school. Because uh, just to give an example, uh, before 10th exam, like I remember the next day was maths exam. And I was, after a few hours of studies, I felt totally bored. So I picked up my brother's book. My brother was in class 12 that point. And I started reading his economics book. And my parents came and they scolded me, saying, oh, what the hell are you doing? Tomorrow is a maths exam, right? So I don't know what impact it has made but what i'm sure about is any knowledge that you acquire whether it's through fun or whether you are seriously putting in effort to acquire the knowledge uh, be it some skill sets maybe some uh, professional aspect of things no knowledge ever goes waste and that is you can say that is the impact of my experience of life whatever i've learned since childhood uh, my dad had a huge huge impact on the way I look at things, the very mature person, uh, very sensible, very hardworking person, uh, logical person by nature. And throughout when uh, throughout growing up, when I looked up to him, it was always the view of a person who focused on how to do things right, how to do things better. It was never that I have to achieve something. There was never an end result in place. It was always a bit better a bit better can you do a bit better no matter how well you have done so i think that aspect has stuck with me even today like no matter how good a training program i do no matter how amazing a feedback i receive as that person who grew up to be like this i take the inputs when people are happy but i devote a bit of time again to see okay was there anything else that could be even better than what i have done so i think that particular thing about how my dad conditioned me or rather how I looked up to my dad to condition myself. The approach towards life is probably there's always something you can do better. Say I'm just giving an example when I cook at home, I like cooking. So even when I cook at home, my effort always is okay. Last time it was like this, but can I cook it in maybe a different way? Maybe focus, uh, try something new to make it just a bit better. So that's the answer. Like uh, I went through this thing the moment you asked them and honestly for a moment it was totally blank but if i look deeply into it probably this that is the answer my dad's approach that every small thing can be bettered if you focus on it and if you enjoy it basically. right that's the actual uh, like thing which if we start practicing in our life from the very early stage then definitely it can create wonders for us and it can definitely it. yeah so, sir, if I ask you further, like, what are the things you are passionate about in your life? And what is the role of motivation and inspiration onto it further? Okay, so the things uh, I am passionate about is learning new things. Learning and trying new things. See, what I have realized is, uh, 
when i was growing up i was into too many things at a time uh, i was very very curious child by nature uh, I, i guess all children are but uh, to an i was curious to an extent that i didn't care if i uh, got injuries or brick bats while trying to explore new things i didn't care what whether people scolded me i didn't care whether people got angry or upset at me if i had to try something i had to try it e- even today it is that to an extent now because of age and experience you can't explore that much that is a separate thing but it was always there and what i had realized is that when you keep doing that again and again you through experience you become very adept at taking taking calculated risks like you understand if i do this there is a lot of risk but how do i manage those risks you play the game while managing the risks and that is something that through my life experiences i learned it uh, what was the second part of the question uh, jitin sorry I, motivation uh, and inspiration how it is impacting yeah yeah so uh, motivation and inspiration in very simple terms has always been my dad just to give you a very brief about his personal story so dad was from a family of uh, uh, seven siblings uh, born in a very poor background because his parents they had lost all their land and all during the time of uh, 1940 the great bihar bengal famine which was there right so they had lost all land and all so uh, didn't have much resources and so my grandfather was never into studies never encouraged anyone either to study and he wanted to study so he got some scholarships he was a topper in school he was a topper in graduation plus two he got sponsorships for his uh, uh, engineering degree throughout the four years he was the topper he was a gold medalist and uh, since he didn't have money that point of time so throughout the four years he had just one pair of shirt and trousers which he used to wash every day to wear for the next day the only times he didn't go to college was when his clothes were in dried enough to go to the next day and like for four years he used to stitch the clothes in case they were torn and keep wearing the same clothes again and again because he didn't have the money and in spite of all that he completed his engineering as i said gold medalist and topper four years in a row uh, got into a good organization he retired from the organization as the head of 1.5 billion dollar company and the most uh, you can say the fact which impacted me the most was like when he was retiring the convention in his organization is like when you retire the organization comes together to give you a farewell right my dad got 18 different farewells apart from the one where like the entire organization came together he was the head to give him a farewell he was so loved and so respected by people that 17 departments under him every department said nahi barnwal sahab ko alag se bhi ek farewell denge and i mean uh, um, we are three brothers i was the only one who went there during the time of my dad's farewell because about 10 years back i had made a promise to my mom whenever dad retires i'll be there no matter what so i reached there late at um, post midnight that day one day before the farewell somehow without telling them and i saw the love that people had uh, for him even uh, because he was the organization had like the uh, organization had given him gardeners person bodyguards with guns uh, you know uh, drivers maids everything all of them gave him a farewell and they were like crying when his term came to an end when moment at were leaving and that is when i understood that theek hai paisa is anyway i i knew ever since i was a kid that money is important uh, success is also important but how do you define success matters a lot and for dad and mom it was always that 
that if people really respect you for the person you are not what you have achieved but for the right. person you are that matters a lot so when i go into something when i interact with people until as the person is a total jackass that's a separate thing i mean those people deserve to be treated as jackasses but otherwise i make a genuine effort to know the person to care for the person in front of me and that usually helps so the motivation and inspiration part like i never have to look beyond my dad for anything like no matter what challenge life i'm just give an example no matter what challenge life throws at me i just have to think okay there was a time in dad's life where he didn't have any money for 4 years he was wearing the same shirt same trouser washing it every single day how much more tough my life is it's not that tough right so okay no matter what comes i can manage so from the inspiration and motivation part this is always there and his attitude that no matter what you do the next time probably you can do it a bit better i think these two things have stood by me throughout life true that's really wonderful so sir if i ask you about your work and experiences so uh, i mm-hmm. would like to know onto it like how you started your career what all you did how you got into training and uh, learning and development thing uh, very uh, it's a twisted story jitendra they say you can only analyze life looking backwards like how do every how does everything add up right you cannot like foresee life but when you look back at life at your life you can analyze it backward so uh, i'll tell you how i came to uh, this uh, training and education uh, arena i did my engineering in mechanical okay that was like 20 years back and what had happened was placement interviews that we had pcs was the first company that had come for placement in our college and ours is a quite a reputed college it's amongst the top 2 3 engineering colleges in east india uh, birla institute of technology rachi and um, amongst usually amongst top 10 20 colleges across the country so placement never was that tough a challenge but especially that year because of the 2k impact and some business challenges that were going on in the industry people just wanted to get through the very first come so tcs was the first company i was in mechanical uh, i sat for the interview went through and the feedback that came from tcs people the recruiters was that amongst like we were some 50 60 odd people who were selected so they pointed out two people's name that these two people gave like a really wonderful interviews so the placement in charge asked me along with the other person that would you want to conduct a short short session for the juniors like about what you did well in the interview I said okay fine so i did that that was the first experience of my life where i kind of trained someone a group of people then when my work started in tcs in uh, chennai and i have to be very thankful to my uh, first boss her name was shrivatsa in chennai i love her adore her and i the best boss i have ever had i have had six bosses in life so the best boss by some distance okay so she always used to encourage and give opportunities so once it, and she was a fabulous trainer also so i was 6 months into tcs and 6 months is like no experience in a way and uh, i was part of quality consulting group as a quality consultant so as part of trainings the quality group had to conduct trainings for the employees of the company about various po- po- processes testing and this and that right so she was a was a fabulous trainer and she had to conduct a training but she felt sick her throat gave up so she just asked me vinith could you conduct this training uh you have spent 6 months you know quite a bit but i was very scared because primarily because most attendants 
uh, most participants were 10 to 15 years experienced people at that point of time and i was just six months into corporate life right so i was uh, you can say shit scared in a way sure. so i told her it's difficult she said don't worry i'll be there in the training see i can't conduct the whole training but i'll be there you conduct the training you take questions in case you are not able to take a question you just look at me I, I'll understand that you can't answer it. So then I'll answer. Is it okay? So yeah, then I can try. So I gave it a shot and my uh, feedback rating was 73%. So the, the f- very first training I conducted. Yeah, for the first time, maybe it was okay. Uh, Srivatsa was the trainer in Chennai who used to get the maximum feedback. So amongst there were 2000 trainers in TCS in Chennai that point of time across various skill sets. TCS employees only who used to conduct trainings. She was as rating was 92%. So that was the highest anybody had got in entire TCS Chennai. So when I got 73, I was pretty happy. Shivasa was also very happy that ah, first time kia hai, 73 is a good score. And that too, such a young guy. But somehow something like I mentioned my dad's thing, right? That can you improve it further? So I sat on it and I thought about a few things. Can I improve it further? So I went to Srivatsa proactively and said, uh, Srivatsa, I want to do this again. The next time this training comes, this topic comes, I want to conduct it again. Uh, I have a few ideas. So I shortened the presentation. I kept the key points. I made it more interactive and funny, uh, a bit of humor so that people get engaged, some games kind of thing. And this very second training I did, I got a feedback of some 87%. So I modified it even further the next time, which is my third training. I broke the Chen, uh, TCS Chennai record. I got 94%. And post that, like I started getting invited to other training topics also. So all th- these three were in the same topic. Then people started reaching out to me for the topic. So by the time I left TCS, which was after two years, I was already conducting trainings in seven, eight different topics. So apart from my regular daily work, in a month, I used to conduct some seven to eight half a day trainings because I loved it so much. And obviously, like the feedback started coming that way. Uh, I was the first person to get a hundred percent feedback. Like uh, I started getting trainer of the month award. I, I got it for six months in a row. After that, they brought in a rule that if you have won it once, you can't win it. You can't win it again for the next one year like, <laughs> because I won it six months in a row. So. That was the start part of my training experience. Uh, within TCS, I worked as quality consultant. So learned a lot about processes, learned a lot about handling people as well. Then I did my MBA from IIT Delhi, uh, which was in the area of strategy and marketing. So two years were fun. A lot of my experience in TCS helped me in handling uh, my MBA, primarily because in TCS, even though it was a quality consulting role, because ours is a small team, we used to frequently interact with the senior most people in TCS, like uh, Chandra, Ramadurai, all of them, like, were at accessible distances to us there. Like, right. I met them personally 20, 20 uh, years back quite often. So, because you were interacting with such high people because of the role, uh, such important people, it gave me a lot of exposure to what these people go through, how they behave, how they handle situations. And in turn, I learned a lot from them. Then uh, post my MBA, I joined Wipro in pre-sales and sales. And that was a fabulous uh, seven, eight years of my life. Uh, Wipro, even though it's not a very good paymaster, the culture there is they give you a lot of opportunities. Like if you can show that you belong there, if your bosses believe that this guy can handle customers, these guy, uh, this guy can handle uh, board members, this uh, this guy can go to the customer, make a presentation, handle their questions and all. Immediately they'll say, okay, 
uh, get your visa done travel wherever you want i mean across the world no matter whether you are in a room with cios cfo ceos just doesn't matter they if they feel you are confident enough they'll throw you in the uh, sea and they'll say start swimming so the kind of exposure i got there in 7 8 years was fabulous like traveled quite a bit interacted with people across different cultures different sectors you can say and because i was working in that arena like every deal that i used to work with i had to manage anywhere between 20 to 70 people depending on the size of the deal so that gave me a lot of exposure to different kinds of people across cultures across geographies and because of that i gained a lot of interest into how people psychology works especially from the customer side like if i'm going to make a pitch in front of a customer or if i'm preparing a document or a slide for a customers i stopped thinking totally from my end i always used to place myself in the customer's shoes ki bhai if i am the customer what will impress me also like when i am managing multiple people in my team like there is someone from it team there is someone from sap team there is some somebody from infrastructure servers networking this this bade bade deals mein you have like multiple teams working together right so it was always about what i felt was they are experts in technology they know their game it's up to you to understand their mindset how you can bring their a game to the table as simple as that like lot of times we had deals where we had to acquire people also the it captive it of other companies so we had to do people acquisition in say mexico in us in europe to uske liye hr teams alag you have to interact legal teams say you have to interact financial teams say anyway you have to interact for deals so so many people it it all became a game for me it was a game of understanding people's mindset and treating them well enough and this is not just to get worked genuinely treating them well enough so that they feel bonded with you then they want to work with you then they want to give their best for you right so that is my journey so from uh, after a few years in wipro about 7 8 years in wipro uh, even in wipro i used to conduct a lot of training programs once in a while like for different different teams so again the feedback was pretty much the same so after a while when the sales job you know 8 years of constant travel and constant late nights working on weekends to start started taking its toll i realized okay probably this is one area i can focus on so training i then moved into full time training i left my wipro job it took a while in the sense it took almost one year to get my first uh, training i reached out to more than 200 people uh, 200 known people who had said ha ha interested i am but you do good training but uh maybe not so karte karte it took some time but uh, finally got my first customer uh, feedback was good so i recorded the feedback i published the feedback other people started getting interested uh, same thing happened with startups like the first startup i did the feedback was good i used that feedback to get more customers uh, same thing happened with uh, colleges you know uh, b schools engineering colleges and all when i conducted training programs for them the students really loved it so i used to post the feedback sooner the word spread so this is like how it worked for me this is how my journey has been and for the last like almost uh, almost a decade now i'm fully into this right really interesting sir lots of uh, like new learning new uh, kind of opportunities there so interesting now if i ask you like what is your vision mission and goal in life for next 5 to 10 years from now okay within 5 10 years honestly i don't think that with that window in mind ever because what i've learned in life is you just can't i mean as a person i'm just saying as a person i don't think so it makes for me it makes too much sense like if you ask me 
if uh, you would ask me this question while i was working in wipro ki we need what's your 5 uh, 10 years ka vision mission right. i would have probably said that ha i'll become a sales head sales head in wipro overall sales head or pre sales head uh, or maybe some other it company and be working in say us or europe right but things change Uh, you have to be dynamic according to the change and that happens and today here i am doing something totally different right but coming to the vision mission and goals part see vision is like in a very very broad sense what you feel like as a company or as an individual mission is something specific within the vision and goal is something uh, granular within the thing that uh, within the mission what you are trying to achieve at that point of time right for me i said before earlier also i focus more on the process part so my you can say there are two parts to this answer whether is vision mission or goal is the same two parts first is to do something uh, whatever you are doing can you do it better simple as that and second is from a t- training perspective my objective is very simple can i deliver a program whether it's tr- uh, training for corporates whether is uh, you know training for uh, startups like yours whether it's for universities right can i deliver a program so well that the next time they want something whether it's a training program or something similar the first name that should come to their mind is mine that's it simple as that Probably. i'll give an example so last year in december i conducted a program for aditya birla group okay so very nice feedback successful and towards uh, you know uh, this april Uh, one of the components of Aditya Birla Group, which is Grassim Industries, you might have heard of it. Grassim. They wanted to conduct a program for their localized team. So the earlier program was for the whole business group, a conglomerate. Then one of them wanted to do it for their own. So the first name they reached out to be uh, to was me because the earlier program they liked it so much. Same thing whether I'm working with a corporate or a college, that it should be so well done that when they want another program. or if somebody asks them hey boss do you know someone who can do this kind of program for me then my name should be the first that comes to them that is my objective that's right. it yeah so i mean and to 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 this end i keep uh, you know uh, modifying and you know constantly changing my programs like a lot of times when i don't have too much travel i have a bit bit of time off a few days off i can't rest for more than one day because it starts making me a bit uh, you can say I can't place a word I won't say uh, anxious but I start feeling uh, kind of blah if I don't do anything for two days so after a day off I'm like acha chalo let me see what I can do so it's always like we we had our program for finovate in uh, july right so already from july to now the presentation and pitching skills i have worked on it and modified a few things already so i keep keep doing small small iterations and changes to things which i am working on to incorporate new aspects to things which i believe people may like more and depending on the feedback i keep updating stuff so that i think in a way it helps in ensuring that my ultimate goal which is to ensure that people remember me whenever they want the, the, this kind of work again that helps right right that's really wonderful sir keeping uh, like keep on improving your own self that is the best thing possible so uh, if i ask you like what are the most important life lessons you have learned from your personal and professional journey so far any two to three things you would like to highlight okay so first let me um, i know the answer but let me prioritize it in the way that i have experienced in my life okay and a first lesson is you will never have the perfect 
situation or answer to anything in life you will never be perfectly ready for something that's the basic idea you will get opportunities but you should never stop yourself thinking that you're not perfectly ready what happens here is I'll, let me give an example like say for example you are an entrepreneur right and you are developing a product for something you're developing an offering for something you will always keep thinking acha uh, i have developed these five five features uh, can i add one more feature so let me add that one more feature and then we will take it up, take it in the market or let me do this one additional thing and then we'll take this in the market see by the time you add the sixth feature your mind or the market situation will start dictating that there are two more additional features you can add so you will never be perfectly ready for anything in life similarly your product or your situation will never be perfect for you to launch so whether it's your personal life or your professional life the idea always is based on the resources i have right now based on the situation what i am in right now am i doing my best am i utilizing everything to the best if yes then i should jump in then i should not think too much because the moment i jump in obviously then i start getting feedback i'll start getting inputs yaar ye improve karna ye change karna this can be modified a bit that is okay anyway you will keep working keep modifying everything in life but that's the first lesson you will never be perfectly ready for anything no situation will be perfect for you no matter what you do no matter what you do so that's like from the lessons and learnings of life you can say that's uh, number 1 second thing no matter how well you are doing something there is still a scope of improvement so kitna bhi acha kar liya ho kitna bhi amazing kar liya ho if you can and no matter how good the feedback also is if you can take some time off as a person or even as uh, say for example as an entrepreneur or as a business person or as a corporate leader and think for a moment ki i won this best corporate leader award or i have won this best startup award don't go too much into that uh, you can say mindset that okay i have arrived you know i'm there i have arrived i'm successful the moment that goes into your head uh, that that's where the downfall starts whether it's for an individual or whether it's for even empires in history you know when when we look at history the empires the countries uh, their strategic ambitions and all the moment they start thinking that okay we are there nobody can touch us that is where the downfall starts so if you can take a few moments off especially during the times where you have done extremely well where everyone thinks you are highly successful you have done a fabulous job and see where you can probably improve a bit i think that is crucial for any human being in any field if you can do that there's always a chance that you keep growing and nowhere it is more apparent than two places i believe one is sports and second is entrepreneurship like you have a limited number of people around you to help you and if you don't constantly look into what are the small small 1% 0.5% improvement that i can do here if you stop focusing on that then chances of your success like goes down drastically so if you ask me these two probably are the most important learnings another important learning and this is crucial especially for people the younger generations if anybody is listening right now it is very crucial for them specifically is when you are doing something that you don't like when you are doing something that you don't like or you don't feel there is an immediate returns associated with it it to a lot of extent determines your overall attitude towards life see how you handle things which you don't like doing 
determines overall your attitude towards life in general and i'm not saying only professional life i'm also saying personal life see everybody likes doing what they like to do right so if you say for example if you like playing cricket if you like batting in cricket so when you get a chance to bat you are really happy you bat like but once you get out right maybe when your team starts fielding do you in uh, put in the same effort while you're fielding or do you put in the same effort if you have to bowl or do you put in the same effort if you have to act as a 12th man bringing water for your teammates right so things which you do not like doing how well you do that that often determines your overall attitude and success towards in life what i felt i'll just give you my example see i didn't have a particular interest in training and that was something i didn't i hadn't done it much and i was not sure if i like doing it it happened because my boss was not well she asked me vinith can you do this for me because i am not well at the very first moment the first thought that came was yaar i i don't want to do this because there would be too many seniors and participants like 15 years plus i'm 6 months old in tcs uh, it will impact my impression and blah 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 if if something goes wrong right but i put in that effort i put in the same commitment and effort ke try karke let me put in my same thing when i do cooking when i do cleaning when i do something else at all same thing when i pick up a hobby or something that am i putting the same effort which i'll put in things which i really love to because that becomes a part of your habit see i'll just give an example jitan you are a founder yourself you have a, you have had a long corporate life and experience in sales and all, right so in your entrepreneurship work if you come across 50 different things that you do right probably 10 are things which are in your sweet spot you really love doing you love interacting with people on those topics but probably 30 40 are things which you don't like but how well you do those 30 40 things will have a greater impact on your success than the 10 things that you like doing so so these three key learnings that uh, kind of i think have been important for me and i believe that play a big role whether you are a corporate leader or an entrepreneur in your success really wonderful sir very uh, like uh, useful tips for anybody like whether they are in job or uh, entrepreneurial journey these things really impact on our uh, day to day activities and uh, since you've been training uh, for quite long and especially the startups so since uh, i being a founder of a startup so my core interest would lie towards there and follow uh, right. up as well so i would like to know on to this further like what are the essential elements that should be included in a pitch deck to make it more compelling and irresistible mm-hmm. to potential investor okay good so uh, here you want just the inputs about pitch deck for investors right investors, only investors sir. right ठीक or or customers also uh, currently investors currently investors okay good so first thing uh people should understand see startup is your baby a startup is your baby right so a lot of founders make the mistake of thinking their baby is the best is just like parents thinking mera bachcha best my my kid is the smartest is the most handsomest or prettiest or the cutest or whatever right now the point is others may not believe so see your baby is really good i am not questioning that whether your baby is good or not. but the issue starts happening is because it is your baby you try to highlight all the good things about and investors don't have that much time simple as that. see it's your baby you might li- like 15 things about your baby so if i ask you hey uh, what's the best thing about your baby you will want to describe all the 15 things right and when you 
go into such details because it is your company you have put years of effort time uh, lakhs and crores of money into it to make your startup a functional thing right now you start thinking that boss if somebody is asking me about my startup let me tell them everything that's the first you you know roadblock first major mistake that most uh, entrepreneurs commit when you are making a pitch deck for investors typically i'm just saying typically on an average you will get 10 to 15 minutes of time and sometimes it's even less see pitch when you are asking me about the pitch jitendra i am assuming that you have bought the time from the investors for a formal pitch like you have got the time to sit in a room make a presentation that too will typically last for 10 15 minutes max including q and a's right Correct. most of the times the opportunities that you will get is a face to face conversation of 2 3 minutes with people it may be in a large hall of people when people are just moving around talking with each other it yes. might be in an airport you have met someone or uh, somebody has introduced you to someone at a party or whatever it may be, right so what first thing you need to understand as an invest uh, as a entrepreneur who's pitching to an investor is, can i simplify the information that i am putting in front of the person Correct. and for that i have to start thinking about my company from their perspective see whether is investor whether is a customer or whether is a support partner support partner means a vendor which will work with you or some it it company which will tie up with you some uh, banks which will tie up with you doesn't matter at the end of the day no matter what pitch we are making first thing is can we understand the pitch from their perspective can we understand my company my startup from their perspective what is it trying to do Correct. And most investors, apart from a few who are from the technical and that kind of background, most investors, right? Most investors are people who have some kind of family money or they have some money from previous good investments, and they just want to invest. They don't understand technology too much. They don't understand the nitty gritties of technologies too much. So if you go to that investor saying, "Okay, see, I have these three interesting technological technology stacks and aspects which can." revolutionize this industry totally they'll be like kya bol raha hai like what technology is done what do they understand about blockchain and ai and other stuff yaar honestly like these are people who probably were born in in between crores of rupees uh, they made good investment i'm not saying they are not talented enough they are very talented they knew, know how to utilize money but if you start talking more about by ai blockchain and those aspects they'll be like i don't know right so the right. important point here is can we look at the pitch deck when we are making a pitch when we are making a sales pitch or a investor pitch can we look at the pitch deck from their perspective that if i am an investor what i want to look in this pitch look at it in this pitch so first thing in very simple terms what is the problem and when i say problem this um, quite often it is used problem statement right in simple terms in one sentence can you tell me what is the problem you are trying to address through your company as simple as that in one sentence it could be as simple as i'm just uh, giving an example here if i i am saying if if say for example there is no cups in the market mugs in the market like this and this is my company which is making this mug so my problem statement is lack of tall mugs to hold coffee abhi hai nahi market absence of tall mugs in indian market that is my problem statement ki jitne mugs hai abhi tak itne itne size ke aate tall mugs nahi hai bas khatam so can i instead of making a very long statement 
like people have a habit they uh, they'll, they'll take the main challenge they'll break it into multiple parts and they'll try to add all of it in just the problem state which is not the right approach see your problem statement has to be very simple and specific this is my single problem statement ye challenge hai jiske liye company banayi for this challenge so right this is the problem then you can after that you can divide that particular challenge into sub challenges so but the problem statement that you have when you are convincing an investor if you list on 15 things then and there once they come out of the meeting room they won't remember anything see human mind has also has limitations of memory right how much they can remember correct so instead of listing 10 things for them which uh, most of them they'll forget anyways if you can talk about two key things maybe two or three times during your pitch once the meeting is over they'll remember the two three things because it has come across multiple times in their minds right, right. so your problem statement should be very simple and the second thing your solution should be very simple in the sense how you are depicting the solution again see investors are not technical people mostly right you can say my solution to this is through usage of this kind of technology architecture maybe in one slide you can demonstrate uh, you can depict how your the technology solution you are bringing in or how your finance solution you are bringing it you are integrating it how it is helping to address that but don't go too much deep into it the more deeper you go the more questions they'll ha- they'll ask you and you have a limited time of 5 10 minutes to complete Correct. your presentation or pitch Correct. right you you are losing your own time so very first thing as you ask about pitch to investors number 1 simple one line problem statement second you can uh, in that slide itself you can divide the problem into sub challenges like okay this is the problem so say for example difficulty in getting agri credit agriculture may uh, farmers have difficulty difficulty getting credit right so what are that is the problem what are the challenges then you can put four challenges that uh, they don't get uh, loans on time interest rates are very high from money lenders and other people and other things and uh, processing charges are very high for banks and for farmers and npas are very high but the overall problem statement is one simple statement. difficulty in getting agri credit khatam baat correct correct right three point and then you come to the solutions right that okay this is my solution and how my solution next right these were the four challenges you remember start me your main problem statement these are the four challenges so based on your solution your entrepreneurship venture the solution it is bringing how those four sub challenges are now being addressed so challenge tha pehle i'm just giving an example that earlier farmers used to take say 15 to 60 days to get a loan right now based on my solution they are getting a loan in one day or maybe one hour yes so what it does it it refreshes the memory of the investors ki ha starting mein two minutes back they were talking about problem statement and these one two three four challenges and now they are talking about ki based on my solution these four challenges are getting addressed like this correct right so problem statement challenges and solutions right now important point how one thing is what's the addressable market that is important because from investors perspective they are they are putting in their money right so they want some returns Correct. they want to see scalability that if i am investing my money into your venture what's the scalability 2 saal mein 3 saal mein 5 saal mein kitna bada sakta what's the worst case scenario what's the best case scenario how much money should i invest so they want an idea but the important point here lot of people miss lot of entrepreneurs miss is they focus more on making the slides impactful which is a good thing i'm not denying making fabulous slides 
does not have any impact at all it has but see at the end of the day sales or investment also is a human transaction it's a human transaction what i mean by human transaction is say for example jitan you are a fabulous sales person yourself you have your book on sales also right so you are trying to sell something to me if i am not convinced with your confidence and your energy if i don't trust that aspect that i don't think so i'll ever buy it from you that's true so same thing happens in your pitch decks whether you are pitching to investors or customers or somebody else you need to bring that confidence out in the way you convince them in the way you talk that you absolutely believe in this product you absolutely believe in your company Correct. if they don't invest in your company ideally the way it should be when you go into that meeting room with investors when you make a pitch once the pitch is over you are not the person who should be worrying at the end of the pitch ki yaar investment milega ki ideally you should make such a good pitch that the investor should start worrying are yaar if i don't invest in this venture then probably it it will be a lost opportunity for correct and that does not just come out from the slides that comes out from the way you present the confidence you show so correct. whenever you are talking about problem statement the challenges the solutions this confidence needs to come out ki boss yeah this is something i want to do this is something we are addressing this is the kind of response we are getting it should come up with a lot of confidence right same thing with addressable market see pwc eny there will be a lot of uh, research agencies they'll keep coming up with some report or the other about the market right, right? you can put it in your presentation ki this company says it's a 4 billion dollar market this company says it's a 10 billion dollar market all that is good but again convince kaise ko do you have that belief in your voice ki this is a real addressable market and we can address that we have the strategies in place we have the team in place that is important so problem statement uh, challenges solutions your Uh, addressable market and how much you are trying to uh, capture so worst case scenario average scenario and the best case scenario right now important point here is whether it's a investor or even a customer why should they put their money in you or why should they buy your product or start using their offer your offering right so you should always have a depiction about how you are different from your competitors what is the usp about what is your usp unique sell- selling proposition bolte na what's your differentiator what's your key strength so it can't be that you don't compare yourself with the current or the uh, probably future players if you're aware of other startups or other companies which are trying to get into that kind of industry that okay these are the areas which my startup or my company covers maybe i'm just giving an example if say for example if i have a startup which is into uh, fintech right and say my Uh, competitor is paper one of the competitors right so when i'm comparing the features and all i can put okay paper has these three things which i also have but there are two additional aspect which paper doesn't have which i already have so that's the reason we are going to be better than them so the obvious next obvious question that would come is acha theek hai you come into the market you will probably uh, capture a bit you will start being successful so paypal and other companies will incorporate those features big deal then right so yeah it is always prudent that when you are comparing yourself with your competitors when you are showing how am i different from my competitors you also include a bit of future plan that right now i am anyways different and in future we as a company will be trying to do one two three different things maybe integrating some ai related search or you know language Uh, translation features which will help users or something which nobody else is doing right 
and why is that important is not only are you showing to the investors ki boss we are anyway the product we are coming with is probably better than the existing products in the market we also have a strategy for future to ensure that we remain better than the others in the market what it does is two things first thing it shows to the investor that we are confident in our product but i am confident that's why i am already thinking about 3 years in the future now that we will bring one additional feature one additional uh, you know unique characteristic or one improvement or whatever right first thing second thing again it tells them that i am so foresighted i am so sure about this product or this company success indirectly it puts pressure on their mind yaar ye itna invest kar raha hai this this company or this founder is already made plans for this they are discussing with say microsoft or some other company for collaboration some banks for participation and all that means there is something about this company like if probably if i don't invest then maybe it will be a loss for me these guys know they are going to succeed right so whenever you are talking about this your competitors also it is important and this is for all the listeners that it is important to list down that boss how we are planning to stay ahead of the competition see i am bringing this product because nobody else is doing this right that's what usually an entrepreneurship venture is right we understand there is a certain gap there's a certain problem which nobody is addressing so that's why i have brought this product. but the moment you become successful somebody else will bring a rival and somebody else may bring a bigger skill than you right so the idea here is you tell the investors that this is what we are bringing nobody else has it and this is what we are trying to bring in the next 3 years and that is the reason we need your money that is important that this is my future plan also and that's the reason i am asking you for maybe a few million dollars or whatever it might be that you are looking for and once that is done i think yeah that's the final thing we ask that you ask them that since this is my plan of expansion or uh, growth and this this is the required money that i need from you so a uh, problem statement challenges solutions your uh, addressable market competition and future plans and this last one i think uh, these should cover i mean you anyway won't get more than 10 15 minutes so Correct. keep your slide simple don't overcrowd them with data inputs don't put too many pictures it should be easily readable it should come out in the form of a story one by one Correct. it should not be cluttered that's it rest you may have lot of case studies you may have lot of uh, slides with you know research data and all so what people should do is they should put them in the slides but they should put those slides in the appendix not in the pitch your pitch should not have more than these five six aspects that we have discussed right sir so i was uh, about to ask you tips and strategies for structuring mm-hmm. a pitch deck but you already covered this so i am skipping to the next one so uh, in this in this competitive landscape of fundraising what are some common mistake entrepreneurs should avoid while creating their pitch deck and how they can uh, stand out to capture investors attention a few of them we have already covered in the in the previous answer but two important aspects which uh, come straight to my mind is first thing don't uh, confuse between an investor and a customer see lot of times people get confused and this mistake is very costly for uh, entrepreneurs see what happens is my pitch should be customized to whom i am pitching to if i am looking for money my focus should primarily be on what my product is bringing to the market how it is benefiting what is addressable scale and what i have seen lot of people do is just to show how good they are like they are already establishing themselves in the market they'll put five six case studies in the pitch deck which does not make any sense see you can show the traction you have which is basically this is a product i am coming with i have already say for example 
done pilot projects with uh, two banks i already have 15000 users of my app whatever it is max one slide it should cover everything but people just to show are i have already have these you know four uh, customers so case study one case study two there are four five slides so people don't get a chance to go to the actual usable slides so uh, that that is one mistake you should avoid if it is for an investor in what is the investor in, interested in Keep, investor thinks if i am investing 100 rupees in jitens startup how much money will i get in 3 years or will my 100 rupees get lost or will i lose that, that 100 rupees that is their mindset simple as that so why should i clutter them with information which is not too much of interest to them at max one slide about how good we are as a company in the sense uh, how many customers are already working and all that can be done but not more than that from their perspective it is important to keep making them feel ki boss if you invest in us your money will not go down the drain and to that end you have to assure them indirectly throughout the presentation by your confidence by your body language also that if you are investing in me your money will is a very high chance you'll get returns and one common mistake that a lot of people do jitendra especially during the pitch presentation especially to you know investors they prepare a lot before the pitch okay so they'll pre- go prepared with what kind of questions investors may ask them but they forget about one important part what kind of questions they should ask investors so basically the idea is can you drive the pitch so can you start your pitch with a very good you know story uh, questions to the audience to test their understanding bring a bit of engagement everybody has a unique idea see if 10 different startups are pitching to investors to get money all 10 have unique ideas i'm pretty sure about it all all 10 have good teams but how you engage them matters quite a bit and how much confidence the investors get in you so that aspect is critical uh, the second aspect is mostly i have seen people don't even complete their pitches because they put too much unnecessary data i have seen people trying to put in 20 slide decks in say 10 minutes pitch boss half minute may excite ho gayi it's not possible you put one slide immediately there will be questions from the investors i'm just giving an example you have a say legal tech company you have a startup in legal technology area right those investors may not have too much knowledge about disputes and if your startup is about dispute resolution or something the very first slide they'll start asking questions acha this is not automated acha what would your startup do here right you won't even have a chance to go to the fifth slide you by the time the 10 12 minutes are over you won't even have a chance to go to the addressable mark so keep your presentation very minimal in the amount of data you put very clean problem statement these are the challenges faced by stakeholders with my solution these challenges will be addressed addressable market is this at least till the addressable market or at least you can say till the competition comp- comparing yourself with competition these are the four five aspects which should not be missed if you miss out if you don't even reach there and this i have seen with lot of people even while talking face to face with investors and all uh, so say jitan you are a entrepreneur right i am an investor you meet me in a conference you start talking about your offering and you have talked about 2 minutes but you are talking about just the problem statement only for 2 minutes you think i have that much time to continue talking with you for 10 minutes i don't there are three people who would be surrounding me by then they also know i am an investor so they'll be standing next to me the moment you take a pause somebody else starts talking you lose your opportunity yes right so make your slide deck very concise uh, very clean least amount of relevant data that's it five six slides max 
if they want more information keep all the additional slides in appendix that is okay but don't start with too much information those are the common mistakes that i feel presenters and entrepreneurs do quite often right and you, if they out. can take care of this it it will help them rightly pointed out i have uh, been through like so many uh, pitch deck sessions and mm-hmm. uh, some of the mistake i already did myself so that is a huge learning for me as well and uh, so perhaps given that could go in your next book <laughs> definitely uh, this would be really wonderful thing and i would i would write another book on a startup itself fantastic so, i would look forward to it sure sir so sir we are moving on next one uh, like uh, back to you mm-hmm. i ask you what is your take on success and how does it look like to you okay so uh, my take on success is very philosophical in nature because uh, as i said i grew up idolizing my dad whose uh, take on success again was has always been very philosophical in nature and my take on success is uh, pretty simple am i doing the best i can in whatever i am doing if based on that scenario i am doing the best whatever is possible i think i'd consider myself myself successful i don't measure success in terms of you know how much money you have earned or how how many positions you have designations you have managed to achieve in what period of time or uh, you can say which country you are earning in which country you have traveled to no i don't so for me it's very simple i'll just give an example when i was working in quality consulting in tcs uh, my goal was Uh, i was a fresher uh, there and they did not used to take freshers with the sole intention that uh, sole reason being that freshers don't learn fast enough in quality consulting it was a difficult job so when i got a chance i had kept this thing for myself okay can i learn quickly and do the best i can and which i did i put in effort there were a lot of things i didn't like doing but as i said before i put in a lot of effort there i won multiple awards in tcs then during mba also there are a lot of things i didn't like doing a lot of subjects i didn't like but yeah i put in the effort there same thing with wipro in wipro i really loved pre-sales and sales but uh, within that also like uh, because of my curiosity i developed a lot of interest in uh, psychology how people's mindset behaves how customer mindset works and all that so that helped me move into the training part but here if if you ask me in training for me success is very simple that if i am doing a good job at my training programs that people want to come back to me uh, like uh, say for example the finovet program that uh, i had done in uh, spj for all the entre- uh, you know entrepreneurship ventures and all a lot of people have reached out to me post that to connect with me and take inputs from me so that that gives me a feeling that yeah whatever i have done it makes sense people have liked it so for me that is success i mean paisa aaya tha yaar sooner or later you earn money so that's not a big challenge but uh, if you occupy the mind space in my field at least for me ensuring that i occupy the mind space based on the kind of work i have done that is success very wonderful sir and we are moving on last one uh, any message or advice you would like to share with our viewers and listeners okay so message or advice i don't think so i have seen life enough to advise people but uh, from experiences that something i would want to share this is something that i share with people whether they are students or like senior leadership of corporate teams uh, whom i mentor from a perspective of leadership coaching see we come across a lot of experiences and learnings in life see it could be based on a personal experience based on a professional experience it could be through a training program it could be through interaction with people some guidance or whatever and this is something one of my favorite quotations in life i find it very 
powerful because it is applicable everywhere to everyone and the quotation goes something like this if you want to do something you will find reasons if you don't want to do it you will find excuses so as simple as that if you want to improve something i'm saying from a trainer perspective whether is personal life whether is professional life something else if you want to improve something you will always find the reasons of trying to improve it and the idea behind this message to people especially youngsters is lot of times we get enamored by looking at what others are doing acha mera batchmate is doing this let me also do this acha my friend has started his startup in this area let me also do this don't go by that go by what you want to do where you want to put in that effort go in the area where you are comfortable you feel happy and once you do that then you will get challenges then you keep working in keep improving with all the other aspects that are there but do not go into a, an area where you will always look for reasons of not to do something so that is one advice for people right so acha one one learning i forgot to mention jitena uh, this is important especially from the startup perspective uh, this is not a part of pitch or anything but just just a learning and why i am sharing that is because there are a lot of people i have worked with in startups and uh, i've seen uh, two or three very promising startups fail and one of the key reasons is see typically what happens when you are Uh, starting up with an entrepreneurship venture it's typically a small group right it's a group of people who are known to each other wo ya to dost hote hain ya to work colleagues hote hain who believe enough in each other to put in that kind of money that kind of effort to start right quite often it happens that four people come together they start a company and they they like ocha tu this person is working the most to ceo ban ja to you become the chief operations officer you become the chief marketing officer or whatever it is right that is a huge mistake when you get together to start something look at the strengths and weaknesses of each person don't randomly assign roles ki acha you i know of one startup i'm just giving example uh, which failed uh, one startup where four people had come together three people were good at their areas they were given their work accordingly fourth ka they were not able to understand so they just made him the chief marketing officer and that guy was not good at marketing so even though the other three aspects were going on really well marketing was not going well and when they brought in somebody else this guy got really upset and there was huge fight amongst the founders right so what i'm trying to say here is don't mess up your company because you want to give too much priority to your personal relations amongst the founders at the start itself demarcate responsibilities based on what's the strengths and weakness of everyone involved in that team then it will help a lot in ensuring that you don't mess up things both professionally and personally with your key stakeholders going forward rightly said sir that is really important when you are uh, like collaboratively doing something and there are uh, two three four people you need to understand the core competencies of each person and on the basis of that the roles and responsibilities should be assigned this will really help the organization otherwise you rightly quoted the example wherein they failed so that may happen so uh, it was really a wonderful session with you sir you have shared your journey that was really inspirational and uh, without like you started with no thoughts at your early childhood age uh, about your career and uh, future aspirations then gradually you started picking up by becoming better each day that was the real uh, transformation happened in your journey which led to now you are transforming so many lives and 45000 uh, uh, life change 
that is amazing journey and uh, the kind of work you are doing with startups senior leadership and multiple other roles uh, training them about different different aspects related to work and professional journey that is really commendable and i really enjoyed the discussion about uh, how we can make our startup more uh, like uh, better in terms of fundraising process pitching and pitch deck preparation and how to present as well so that was really amazing sir and i really enjoyed the session not only from the perspective of the startup thing but the learning part more importantly so looking forward to hear more soon uh, from your side maybe on some other topic leadership or maybe um, uh, like fundraising or maybe uh, strategic partnership so looking forward to it thank you so very much sir, for your time thank you so much jitendra always a pleasure interacting with you whether it's here in a formal way or informally over the phone and i'm uh, glad to know that whatever we had discussed can be of help to you and other listeners of this program uh, so whenever we get a chance again in the future uh, jitendra it would be absolutely my pleasure to talk about any other topic as well i hope no, we sir. connect again soon definitely and i will also share your social media link along with the interview so that people can be in touch with you take your help and guidance wherever they feel like and uh, that will really help them so guys don't forget to check that out too and thank you so very much everyone for watching and listening i hope you all must have gathered a lot of information and enjoyed watching it don't forget to like share subscribe have a good time thank you and bye bye